holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hello there, welcome to a brand new Arsblog Arscast, right here on Arsblog.com. I hope you're well. I've been sitting here for the last little while wondering how exactly it is you start an Arscast like this one after the, the week we've had. We were all hoping to be here, waving imaginary carling cups above our head, going, yay! No longer can the media go on with it. It's been five years, eight months, seven days, 12 hours, 16 seconds since Arsenal last won a trophy. And now they can. And as well as that, they can say, and you know, they got to the final and they lost to Birmingham too. I mean, pff, which is all understandable, I suppose. But I was hoping it would be more like when you went to the cinema as a kid. And we could be sitting here today. And you know, when you came out of the cinema and you saw a film and you were going, what's your favorite bit? Oh, my favorite bit was this. I mean, oh, what's your favorite bit? Oh, I remember when that guy did that. Well, that was my favorite bit. No, mine was not I remember going to see Rocky Three. I think it was, in the green cinema here in Dublin. And uh, we came out of the cinema and it was, oh, what's your favourite bit? And, what's your... and one guy goes, oh, do you remember that bit where he... And he turned around face first into a big concrete lamppost, which was quite hilarious, especially as it was his birthday and his nose was gushing blood and all that kind of stuff. On reflection, I should have probably laughed more than I did at the time. I was... Showed some concern, as you do on a guy's birthday, but it really was very, very funny. But we don't have the chance to do that, what was your favourite bit bit, because you don't really have a favourite bit when you lose a cup final, and especially when you lose a cup final in the way that we lost it. Winning cup finals in the final minute is absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Andy Linnigan. Losing them in the last minute is particularly painful. We all know about Naeem. And now we can add 48-year-old Obafemi Martins to the list of players who have caused us great distress. On the day, what can you say? We didn't really play our football. We didn't really get going. The absence of Sesk was a factor, I think. The absence of Walcott a factor as well. The fact that Van Persie clobbered himself, scoring the goal and had to go off and take those three out of any team and... You know, they'll struggle, but I think we could have done better overall. And despite the pain of it, and I know that it was very painful for everybody, it really was just a freakish cock-up between defender and goalkeeper, which cost us the game. I know they hit the post, but Foster had a load of saves to make. We didn't necessarily dominate the game, but it's a cup final. Anything can happen. Unfortunately, anything did. Koscielny and Chesney, well... You'd have to say the communication probably wasn't as good as it should have been. My own thoughts on that particular goal are that when the defender's in that position, you ignore the goalkeeper and you just boot it clear. 
And afterwards, if the goalkeeper is giving out to you, well, that's fine. But when the ball is in the stand, it can't trickle into the path of an elderly gentleman who can just tap it home to win a cup final for a team who really did put the Ming in Burham. Lee Bowyer, Ferguson, whatever his name is, Finbar or something, and Alex McLeish, who looks more and more like Hans Molman every day. He's sort of sinking into himself and scrunching up like a big peanut left out in the sun. But what can you do? The good times and the bad times. That's what football's all about. Been having a few too many of the bad times recently, but we're still in Premier League contention after a midweek win for Chelsea against Manchester United, which was hilarious from the point of view that that guy Louis should have been sent off. And everybody saw that he should have been sent off, and he didn't get sent off. And Ferguson went mental, despite the fact that Rooney should have been sent off at the weekend and got away with it. And the penalty, well, it didn't really look like a penalty to me, but it was a good result for us, because it means uh, that we're just four points behind United with a game in hand and still with United to play, so that's very good. And we've got the Champions League, well, for now... You know, we've got Champions League. We're still in the Champions League until Tuesday at least. That was nine days of being in three competitions. And then, well, Manchester United in the FA Cup. So it is still a lot to play for. At the same time, a lot could go wrong in the next little while. But we we shan't think about that. No. Um, Joining me now in a few moments' time to talk about all the bits and pieces uh, Gilberto Silva from GunnerBlog.com. Uh, we've got Internet Joe now in a moment. Uh, Arshavin is here. We'll be looking ahead to the Sunderland game at the weekend, some team news, and looking ahead to the uh, Barcelona game as well. But uh, to pick us up somewhat from the uh, disappointment of Sunday was the midweek game against Leighton Orient. And that was good, in a way, because it was the second string out again, 10 changes from the... Uh, Carlin Cup final team and, and they actually came in and did a job and played well and scored goals and in the absence of Van Persie we needed to see that 5-0 and I don't think it was a particularly unflattering scoreline um, in any way I think we deserved the win you could ask why we didn't do that in the first place but had we not done that in the first place had we not drawn that game we'd be going into this weekend's game against Sunderland without the little Philip that that provided the little bit of confidence boosting that it gave us, and uh, perhaps it would be a little bit more worrying than it was. And it sets up that quarterfinal against Manchester United at Old Trafford next weekend. And I have to say, I've got kind of a good feeling about that game. I don't know why. I just sort of feel something in my in my waters. So I do. Could be any number of ailments, of course, but I'm hoping it's a good sign for the game at Old Trafford. Anyway, before we talk to Gilberto Silver, here's the roundup from Internet Joe. I'm Internet Joe, and here's me 32nd roundup. Carling Cup final. Come on, lads, a chance to get that time without a trophy in the past six decades without winning anything. It's not good enough for Arsenal. You know it's not good enough. Oh, that's not a great star. One nil down. We're definitely going to lose. Robin, get in there. That's it. We're going to go on and win this now. There's only one team that can win it. Foster, you couldn't stop making saves. Looks like we're going to have to win this one on penalties. Heading to extra time. Ball comes in. Kaselli, Chesney, no danger. <laughs> Bye, 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 bye,
Poor old Internet Joe. Not even a couple of hours on chat roulette after the final could perk him up. Anyway, he'll be back on next week's show. Still to come, looking ahead to the Sunderland and the Barcelona games. Some team news involved there as well. Uh, some of it good, some of it a little bit scary, uh, but we'll touch on that a bit later on. But to talk about uh, the Carling Cup and what lies ahead, I'm joined now by Gilberto Silver from GunnerBlog.com. Hello there. Hello there. Um, here we are almost a week after the final at Wembley on Sunday. And um, I don't know, what, what, what are your thoughts about it in the cold light of a day after the day after another day? Um, obviously, it was hugely disappointing. I'm interested to hear what you think now. Uh, it was a hugely disappointing day. Um, the, you know, the performance was poor, the result was poor. But I have to say, um, it, it didn't compare. So if you think about some of the finals that we've lost in recent years, um, particularly, obviously, 06 in Paris, and even the 07 uh, Carling Cup uh, to Chelsea, uh, the actual defeat was not as painful. And I think that, that, that stems from, I suppose, the fact that I think in their heart of hearts, Arsenal fans knew that the League Cup was only ever a stepping stone. And uh, I think there is an argument in some in some ways that that, that means that <sighs> losing it's not been as bad a thing for us. Certainly, it meant more to Birmingham. And I think the sad thing is that you could see that on the pitch. Um, at the end of the day, though, you know, we had a good week in the league. Uh, Manu lost at Chelsea, and we've still got three competitions, three three fronts to fight on. So I think Arsenal fans are not particularly despondent. Um, I think it was, to be honest, a situation where it was a little bit embarrassing to lose, but not that painful. Hmm. I mean, is there is there maybe just a little bit of excuse making though? Because going into the game, everyone was saying, "Well, it's not just the Carling Cup; it's a tournament and it's a trophy and a chance to put some silverware in the cabinet." We haven't done it for X amount of years, and you know, I don't know. I don't want to say. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. It's like you know, if we'd won it, we'd be crying about it, and because we haven't, we're sort of playing it down. Mm. And I do think there's probably an element of that. It's certainly not. Uh, not conscious on my part, but I do feel that ultimately, if it was that big a deal, I would be more upset. That's sure. the way I look at it. Um, I, you know, from my personal perspective, uh, as soon as I left the ground, I sort of, it, it was almost, it, I was almost able to laugh at the manner in which we managed to throw that away. I'm sure there are many Arsenal fans who couldn't, uh, who were just too irritated by what had gone on. But there was something absurd about the idea that once we we finally actually put some stock in this competition. And we managed to screw it up at the last second, having put quite a lot of resource into it. Uh, there was something quite almost funny about that. But I, I do think that essentially um, it would have been a great thing for the club. It would have been a good thing for, for this team particularly. Um, and it, it does concern me that they failed to get over the line again. Uh, I think part of the attitude, rather than sort of covering up our disappointment, I think it's also the knowledge that... Uh, we cannot afford to be disappointed. With, with the league still very much on the cards, with the Champions League still in the balance with the tie against Barcelona and the FA Cup, we obviously got through the replay, so we'll now go to Old Trafford. There's no point sitting around and bemoaning this team. Uh, we have to get behind them. We have to hope that they can put it right before May, which is a good thing because often when you lose a trophy or lose a final, you have to wait a year to set it right again. Mm. I mean, there is the, the the response thing, and that's what we're all looking for over the next over the next few weeks. We've no real um, measure of how the team have been affected because the team that played against Orient, there were 10 changes. Uh, It was nice to see them come in and click and do a job, but we haven't seen really what impact that might have. And I think we'll probably get a better idea uh, this weekend uh, against Sunderland. Um, 
it is really, really important, and we say we tend to say this a lot about Arsenal <laughs> and about the way uh, we cope with with uh, various disappointments, but. Uh, we seem maybe to say it too much that we've got to see how we respond and the important thing is that we learn from this, etc., etc. In the same way, you talk about how there's no time to sit around feeling sorry for ourselves. Do you get the sense that there is that um, within the squad itself, the ability to compartmentalize what's gone on? And despite the fact Mm -hmm. that Sunday was a big, big disappointment, that they too... Uh, can move on and look at the FA Cup and look at the Premier League. And like you say, we've had a fantastic week with United losing. I think so. And I think, you know, this Saturday it's the Premier League once again. And I think particularly in that competition, we have a strong chance. You know, having to go away to New Camp and away to Old Trafford, there's nothing really that we can count on in the Cups. Uh, you know, we couldn't count on beating Birmingham, so that tells you pretty much everything. But I think in the league, uh, with United having lost that game, with them going to Anfield this weekend, I think the players uh, and the manager sense there is an opportunity there. And it undoubtedly means more to them than a cup competition. Whether or not it should is a different matter. Uh, you know, Arsenal was talking in the week saying the league is everything because it shows you've been consistent over 38 games as opposed to, you know, half a dozen. Uh, and I think that if we in May can lift that trophy, obviously the events. Uh, the events of last last weekend will be will be swiftly forgotten. Mm. Uh, as regards whether or not the team uh, have the capacity to recover from that kind of defeat, I think it comes down to individuals. I mean, Arsenal's talked about Koscielny and Chesney uh, very much feeling, uh, particularly Koscielny, uh, you know, feeling a sort of uh, a guilt, uh, a pain after after what occurred in the last couple of minutes there. Uh, and I think there's a you know there's a big responsibility on on those individuals uh, to come back out and come back out fighting and. You know, what better way to do that than the, uh, the new camp next Tuesday, or what worse way, depending on you, how you look at it. <laughs> um, it seems to be the defeat was rather exacerbated by uh, the injury uh, to Robin yeah. Van Persie scoring a goal, and it's so typical of his Arsenal career that uh, at a time when he's flying and, and banging in goals, he picks up another injury which could leave him out for, you know, four weeks, maybe a bit longer. But what we have to look for now, I think, is for Bentner and Shamak uh, to really pick up the reins. And, and Bentner showed on, on Wednesday night, uh, you know, that he knows where the goal is. Obviously, it's Orient, and he's got to do it against a bigger opposition. Shamak played very well for the first part of the season and sort of fell by the wayside a bit and uh, was a victim, I suppose, of Van Persie's form and success and talent and ability and all that kind of stuff. But perhaps we are in a slightly... Uh, stronger position than we were last season when Van Persie's absence affected the team much more than we hope it will this time. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, Van Persie's injury problems are one of the big reasons that we moved to sign Chamak, I think. And, uh, I mean, I do think it's a blow to lose Van Persie and Walcott at the same time. I mean, they're two-thirds of the front three that started uh, against Barcelona in the first leg. Um, it's a huge blow because what what they offer the point that a good player often makes if you have a front three of Nasri, Van Persie and Walcott, you've got a guy who's got wonderful ability to link the play a guy who's got great dribbling ability and then someone who's very, very quick, lovely sort of balance, a tall player, quick player skillful player, Um, and I think that without that, you know, we do slightly lack that, um, without those individuals and Walcott particularly really uh, was a threat to Barcelona uh, obviously away at the new camp and and at home in fact last season and in the first half uh, against them uh, at the Emirates this time around. So I think losing that pair is a big blow. I hope that Marin Chamak can take this opportunity uh, to start showing some of that early season form because 
Whilst I do like Bender, I think Bender's you know a good player, and he, he will always score goals at any level against any opposition. He scored at the New Camp last year, of course. I think. Hey y'all, it's Matt Marr here, aka Maddie, and Poodle, aka Jake Anthony, and we host the podcast Ninety Day Gaze. We sure do, and Poodle, I'm excited because Christmas is here. Aren't you excited? With Best Christmas Ever on AMC Plus, every day feels like it's Christmas morning. Oh, wow. They got all my favorites. The year without a Santa Claus. You know, I've always felt a kinship to Heat Miser. He was just misunderstood. Plus, you get a stocking stuffed with highly acclaimed AMC series like The Walking Dead and Mad Men, new series like Gangs of London and The Walking Dead World Beyond. And y'all, AMC Plus is available on all your devices. So celebrate the best Christmas ever anytime, anywhere. AMC Plus is the gift that keeps on giving all year long. Sign up today at amcplus.com. AMC Plus, only the good stuff. This holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. Damax serves the team a little better in the central role but at the moment if you had to pick a player on form there's no doubt that Dane would get the nod and I suppose with just one game before the new camp there's not really time for Chamak to turn that around mm. we've got two massively important games now uh, the good work that was done for us by Chelsea in midweek by beating Manchester United means that I know it's a, a, a trite thing to say with so many games to play, but it is in our hands in, in the sense that yeah. if we win our games and if we, uh, you know, we've got that game in hand on Manchester United, if we win them all, we're gonna we're gonna win the league. Now uh, to go between now and the end of the season, winning every game, I think is completely unrealistic. However, it, it does provide again perhaps a bit of a boost uh, from the disappointment of Sunday, uh, and it might enable them to go on and. Uh, you know, take some motivation from that. And then, of course, uh, there's the game against uh, Barcelona next week. So um, looking ahead to the Sunderland game first, um, what sort of a response are you looking for? What sort of a performance are you expecting um, from the team? Because uh, very often you hear uh, talk of how they're, you know, you might have one eye on Europe in the week. They really can't afford to do that. No, I mean, in fact, a Sunderland fan was speaking to me saying, oh, do you think you'll rest some players before before Barcelona? I would say there's absolutely no chance of that, really. I think the only player who might not play who could is Seth Fabregas. I think there's a possibility he could play on Saturday, but I don't think that risk will be taken. I think that it will be the strongest possible lineup apart from that, and it's essential that we get three points. We do seem to say this a lot. We talk about bouncing back, and we also end up saying it doesn't matter what the score is, you know, as long as we get the result. Uh, and I think at this stage of the season, uh, that is a truism. You know, it's something that we have to deliver. We have to get those three points. Otherwise, it will feel uh, like, like that result, that Chelsea result against United, sort of counts for nothing. Um, and like I say, United are going to Liverpool, so there's uh, a possibility that they could drop more points there. Mm. Uh, so hopefully, this will be uh, a pivotal weekend for us and for the title race. And Europe, um, it's so difficult to predict uh, what we might do over there. We have a lead, so there isn't any real 
need for us to go there and be gung-ho. I, I, it doesn't suit us, obviously, to sit back and defend because, you know, we can't do that at the best of times. Um, it's about finding the balance, I suppose, between um, holding on to the lead that we've got and knowing that another goal would make life uh, quite difficult for Barcelona. It's a very difficult, it's a new challenge for this team in some respects and uh, one that I'm fascinated to see how they face. I mean, you'll be expecting and hoping for big performances from the defensive players, the likes of Alex Song, the likes of Joran Giroud, Bakary Sanya, these guys. Um, I mean, it's a really big ask because you, it's, it's difficult to imagine any Barcelona game in which the opposition uh, manages to keep a clean sheet. So I do think that, you know, we, we may have an onus to go and score a goal because at the end of the day, uh, they've got an away goal. Uh, so I think that Arsenal will go out and look to, just to keep the ball really as best as we can against them. Uh, and if we can fashion opportunities, then so much the better. I still think it is a huge ask. I don't think that we should let the euphoria that surrounded the first win over the Barcelona cloud the fact that for periods of that game, mm. they were outstanding and they remain an absolutely fantastic team. Uh, it's a big, big, big challenge. Uh, bigger than, than the one that we faced in the first leg. What about their defensive issues? Because we know that uh, Piquet is suspended, Puyol might not make it, uh, Valdez is out. Yeah. I think goalkeeper certainly is an area that we could that we could look at targeting. I think that Abidal, I think that it's I think it's quite easy that we say oh Abidal might be a weak link, but I think people who've watched Barcelona say he's had a very, very good season uh, and a lot of his best games have been at centre back. If Puyol is not ready then I'm not sure will it be Melito or, or someone like that who comes mm. in? I couldn't, I couldn't claim to know. But they, uh, I think that the problem with Barcelona is that they keep the ball so well that you only get so many opportunities to get at them. Um, what we have to make sure is that Cesc Fabregas is fit, Sami Nasri is fit. Uh, if those two can take the opportunity that they'll get, uh, and if we get that away goal. I mean, if Arsenal score the first goal in that game, then Barcelona are in big, big, big trouble and they will have to come forward and leave space on the break. I think that with it just being one goal uh, at the moment, they can afford to be quite patient uh, and that could be problematic for us because if they score late on, say, uh, Arsenal are suddenly on their way out of the competition uh, and needing to, to go for it. So I think that in, I think that it will be... Uh, it's, it, I actually am not football manager, thank God, because I have no idea what the best way to cope with that tactical conundrum is. Basically, if we sit back and try and defend, we leave ourselves in danger of going out to a single goal You know, uh, that could come at any point in the game. Yeah. Uh, if we go forward, then we can get the away goal that cancels out Barcelona's. But obviously, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll leave ourselves exposed at the back, and that's mm. never a good thing with this team. So you never know. I mean, I do think that it is a big, big ask still. But I think that there's every, you know, there's no reason that we can't do it. Um, I certainly think we're capable of scoring there, but I think we will need to to go through. All right, okay, we better leave it there. I'll, I'll take a boring nil-nil to be honest, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't suspect the nil-nil would be in any way boring considering the uh, the uh, repercussions of one Barcelona. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, uh, with the nil-nil that we had at home to Real Madrid a few years ago yeah. was one of the greatest uh, occasions at Ibrox. I mean, that was absolutely extraordinary. If we never night like that. That would be fantastic, but yeah. um, I tell you, it will need an uncharacteristically brilliant defensive display for us to do that, but you never know. We might have it in us. You never do. All right, Gilberto Silver from Gunnerblog, thanks very much. It's a pleasure. Of course, you can find Gilberto Silver at Gunnerblog.com or on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Gunnerblog. Now, before we look ahead to the feast of football that awaits us in the next seven days, here's our Shavin. Hello. 
I am Rashevin and uh, this week uh, don't want to talk uh, football because uh, I'm depressed. After cup final, is a terrible, awful thing uh, to witness. Lee Boyer happy, not good. So this week I, I answer question that you have uh, sent. First question from Anna. Andre, I am biggest fan in all world. Would you please sign autograph on my anus? Yes, Anna, I will sign autograph, but the only problem is only have brown pen, so <laughs> might not show up. <laughs> Second question. Robert asks, Hello, Andre. Do you like Star Wars? And do you think there is life in space? Star Wars, not so much, but uh, have lived with Eboe for two years. Make me think any life in space possible. Next question from Eric. Andre, have you ever considered geopolitical imagery that is present in works of Tolstoy and compared them with anarcho-pacifist symbolism which can be found in many private essays of Chekhov? Shut up, Eric. Final question. Come from Anonymous. We are two Polish and we work in a company and have made big mistake which cost company contract. What do you think we should do? I wish I had recent experience of situation like this, but my advice is to forget what happened to concentrate on future and try to make things better. Also, don't come near my house. You made Lee Boyer happy. More from Arshavin on another Arscast in the very near future. Now, Orient in midweek was one thing. An FA Cup replay against a lower league side who had pretty much spent themselves in the first leg... Well, that's one thing, and one way of getting back on the horse and having a little uh, gallop. Not a gallop. What's that thing you do when you don't quite... Well, you trot. That's it. It's like really crap galloping. So you trot about the place on the horse, and you're back on the horse, and you don't fall off, and that's what Wednesday night was all about. However, what lies ahead is much more testing and much more difficult. Sunderland at home, well, they're a good team on their day. We know they are. They can score goals. They've got uh, players up front who can hurt us. And it's really, really important because the players that are going to play against Sunderland, uh, the majority of them will have played in that Carling Cup final. And we've got to see a response from them because uh, as disappointing and all as it was, we do have... Uh, a brilliant chance in the league this season. And there's not too many games left and we can't afford to drop any points, particularly after United having dropped points in midweek. It wouldn't do to hand those points back to them. Winning on Saturday would really turn the screw and uh, put some pressure on them, particularly as they play Liverpool at the weekend. Now, team news. Koscielny is probably out. Uh, Sesk, even though he said he might be fit, he's going to be out. Alex Song is out. Apart from that, though, I think everybody is available. And we've got Aaron Ramsey back in the squad as well, which is good news. 
He'll add a bit of depth to the squad heading into this final part of the season as the games begin to mount up and the injuries begin to mount up. And uh, hopefully we won't get two more of them. But it really, really is important for the team to respond on Saturday and for the fans to respond. And, you know, if we get to within a point of Manchester United and they lose or they draw with Liverpool... Um, then it really, really does open things up for us and and provide us with that extra bit of motivation we need to go towards the league title this season. Still a long way to go and some very difficult games to come, of course. And nobody's jumping any guns, but I'd much rather be in this position than waiting for uh, teams ahead of us to slip up. And uh, often they've done that and we haven't taken advantage. So it's really, really important on Saturday that we do. Then, Barcelona... In midweek, and well, what can you say? As we were talking to Gilberto Silva about, it's very difficult to know what to do. You're reminded of that that late goal that fucking Wayne Bridge scored that time for Chelsea. One goal will knock us out, and the chances of us keeping a clean sheet against Barcelona are a bit slim, I would say. Especially at their place. Um, Depending on how we get through Saturday in terms of injuries and all that, we'll probably have a stronger team out than we did last year. Um, And you'd expect a better showing than last year, but at the same time, if we catch them on one of their good days when they click, then it could be very difficult indeed. Um, I don't see them not scoring, so I think we have to score. I agree with Gilberto Silva when he says that. Um, We've got the players who can do it. It all depends when the goal comes, of course. If we score early... It means that they've got to come at us, which they'll do anyway, but probably with a bit more abandon than they might normally do, and we can exploit the space behind them. That's where we might miss Theo Walcott, but there you go. I don't know what to think about it. It was uh, an amazing win over them at home, but it really was only half the job. And not that it won't count for anything if we don't uh, finish it off at their place, but it is a huge task, because... They're they're a brilliant team, and we're not necessarily as brilliant a team as they are. We're missing Robin Van Persie, and we're missing Theo Walcott, and hopefully we'll have Sesk back. Alex Song is a bit of a doubt. He's going to have some tests, Um, so hopefully he'll play because I think he's important. Um, But it's going to be a huge game, a really, really exciting game, and one you hope that we can acquit ourselves well in whatever the outcome we at least give them a game because last year, well, it wasn't. It was a bit of a spanking. We took a spanking. Our pants were pulled down in full view of the world and we got paddled. And it wasn't much fun. All the beer before, after was good. That was good. And those that are going, I'm very jealous and enjoy, particularly the cocktails uh, served by men in tuxedos. You enjoy those. But... Uh, let's hope that the team can put on a, a bit of a show. And then, of course, next weekend, we're into FA Cup quarterfinals. So who knows? This time next week, we could be on top of the world, full of confidence, or we could be sort of clinging on a bit. Um, let's hope it's the former. So uh, let's get this week behind us. Um, we could do it saying goodbye to a losing cup final week, and let's hope we can end it in better style than we began it. Uh, with three points against Sunderland. So until next week's Arscast, take it easy. Safe travels to all of you that are heading Spainwards. Uh, talk to you on next week's show. Cheers. Bye-bye.
Hello everyone, Tony Adams here with another poem for the Arsecast. This week I look back at Wembley in an ode to a cup final entitled Ode to a Cup Final and it goes a little bit like this. Oh cup final, you're supposed to be a day of joy with a nice silver toy to inspire a boy. Instead, you were a day of dread that wrecked my head. Oh, Koscielny, oh, Shishesny, the cup is lost to a team managed by the man from CSI Miami. It's a tragedy. I wish Gloria Estefan was still with us. Thank you very much. This holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply.